Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Give your love to a cowboy, man. He's gonna love you hard as a can-can. Hello, welcome to uh, the Round 7 SC Report. I am joined on the other end of the line by JT. It is very cold this morning. How are you, my friend? Mate, a lot better than you sound. That does not sound ideal. I think it's about 6 degrees or something outside. So, sounds like you're feeling every bit of that. Yeah, I know. I've been struggling a little bit this week with a bit of a cold, but we'll push through, mate. We'll be fine. Um Let's just outline what's on the podcast for today. So, we're going to start with the ego segment in a minute, then we're going to move on to the news. So, for you guys that didn't catch JT and Lakey on last night's Teamless Tuesday, we'll quickly run through uh, the ins and outs. We've got a bit of a challenge that we'll talk about when we get to that. And then we're going to jump straight into trade time. Excited about that. There is so much to talk about this week with some big ins and uh, most importantly, some massive outs. And then we're going to head along to our plays for round seven and seven, including our trades, our captain picks, and also our best bet. Something we haven't done, but we're going to have a little bit of fun with. And we might um, keep track of those, JT, to see at the end of the, the year who's uh, who's on top. Um, I dare say that neither of us will have made any money from those bets, <laughs> but we'll still have a crack. <laughs> no, we've got a best bet in there. We've got a long shot. So surely one of these days, would you? So. So, just uh, remember, guys, to subscribe to the podcast. It's really, really easy then. You don't have to download anything. It just automatically appears in your podcast feed. Uh, And then also, please leave reviews. It helps us um, to spread awareness for the podcast. It jumps up the charts a little bit when people are uh, are leaving reviews and and doing all that good stuff. So, if you can help us out, that is how you do it. We'd really appreciate that. All right. Let's jump into the first segment of the show. All right, JT, I'll let you have it first. So, Ego, who we're biting the bullet and bringing in this week, or who we got wrong? Um, of course, my boy, Kalen Ponga, the old ex-cowboy here. This one always stings, just given all that history there. But oh, that does hurt. <sighs> yeah, well, he's no Lachlan Coot, let me put it that way. Um, but, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's certainly coming into my side this week, given his matchup against my <laughs> aforementioned Cowboys, as well as the fact Turbo's gone for 6-8. to eight. So, easy call, but I just hate bringing him in. Can't, can barely do it, especially this week. But, uh, yeah, he's in and he's captained. Hopefully, I break him. Right, yeah. So, um, so you are, I was going to ask you, are you going to captain him? That, geez, that's going to be an interesting game for you then. Yeah. Cowboys. I'm, I'm looking away. Uh, two hours, I told Lakey last night, going back to the Stone Ages. Phone has gone off. I don't think I can bear that chat if we uh, get another 34-0 first half. 
Well, that's what I had to do last Saturday night, mate, because my beloved Blues and the, the AFL were playing at the same time as the, the Roosters-Eels uh, game, and I wanted to watch both, didn't want to um, learn of any of the scores, so the phone went right on the other side of the house, turned off, and just sat there with a bottle of wine and watched the AFL and then the NRL straight afterwards, and it was fantastic. So um, definitely recommend doing that just to make sure you can take everything in. Uh, for me, it's going to be Asako. Um, he's obviously been relegated to the bench this week, just in time for a, a really tough matchup against the Titans. So fantastic. So I brought him in in the uh, just after the COVID uh, break, and um, and he's been pretty much horrendous, like like the rest of the Brisbane side. And um, I was holding because the the Broncos have got a pretty favourable draw coming up, saying this weekend he couldn't even last that long. So uh, I'm going to be trading him out to a uh, another Broncos player we'll talk about a little bit soon. But, yeah, that is, uh, that's my ego how of the much, week. Let's how much cash has he lost, just quietly? Well, um, I think he – so when I picked him up, he was uh, 400 and – 10, I think, four, no, 400K. And then I think he went up about 50K, and now he's down to 360 or 340. So, ugh, horrendous. And and the, the annoying thing was last week, he could have had a tri-assist, line-break assist, um, but Oates just couldn't get the ball down, and then uh, and then he gets in bin. So um, what could have been a 60 to 70-point game turned into a 25-point game. So not fantastic there. Um, let's jump into the news, JT. You've got a bit of a challenge here. Yeah, mate, I told you uh, we like to waffle on some of these times and we did the TLT pod last week, so I bet you that I could get through all the TLT news that was in two minutes. You doubted it? <laughs> TLT for round seven, what an absolute uh, roller coaster it was. Panthers and South, no changes for the Panthers, for the Rabbitohs. James Roberts named on the bench, weirdly, in number 17. Tom Mone, unfortunately, out with injury for the season. Stormy Warriors, Friday, 6pm. Jerome Hughes returns in the halves. Riley Jacks goes. Josh Adokar comes back onto the wing after missing last week. Marion Seve drops out. Bought the Warriors, their opponents. Wade Egan out suspended. Kane Lawton into starting hookers. Uh, Alicia Katoa, horrible news. Out injured with an ankle injury, Jack Murchie starts. Ken Marlowe returns. Jared Beal drops out. CHT and Isaiah Papali come onto the bench. Nothing much to do in there. Roosters and Dragons should be a good one. Teddy, named to play, but Willie, don't know, six-stage protocol test. We'll see if he gets there. Sam Merrill's Lindsay Collins come onto the bench. Orbo still can't crack that side. Well, the Dragons, ooh, big news. Jason Saab comes onto the wing for the injured, per- ooh, suspended Pereira. Blake Laurie starts at prop, given James Graham's now back in England. Josh Kerr drops to the bench. Cheapy. See you later. Jackson Ford comes on to the 17 jersey. Cowboys and Knights, absolute cracker. The only change we made, Ruben Cotter replaces Corey Jensen on the bench. Yeah, that'll fix it. For the Knights, Brad and Bess couldn't resist mum and dad's home cooking. He's gone for COVID protocol. Nari Tuala comes in for him. Ex-Cowboy will target him. Broncos and Titans, absolute blockbuster here. Tezzy New starts at fullback. We didn't know how to say his name, but there he is. Number one, a lot of raps. Jermaine Asako, hilarious, dropped to the bench. Carrigan and Flegler both out suspended. Thanks very much, boys. Joe O starts at lock. Uh, Hopper, reprieve, come onto the bench. Uh, break even to four, we'll see how we go. Titans, Copley comes in for the injured young Tottenham here. Mitch Rain starts at hooker for the first time this year, I believe, for Aaron Clark, who's dropped to the extended bench. Sam Lasano and Keegan Hipgrave start. Our boy, Bryce Cartwright, see you later. He's in the 18 jersey, won't get a start. Jared Wallace gets a start. That's a, that's a rare one. Eels and the Raiders, good game. Brad Tucker rang and replaces plenty Terrapo on the bench there. Nathan Brown got suspended last night, two weeks. He's gone. I think he, Nia Cora will come on for him. For the Raiders and the... Ooh, 
there are no changes. Easy. Manly v Sharks. Manly Turbo gone. Six to eight weeks. That hammy just can't take it. Brendan Elliott replaces him at fullback. George Tafua comes back in a welcome return for them. Lachlan Croker starts at 5'8". 200k. I don't know. I wouldn't risk him based on his history in this game. Mighty to power returns. He's got 116 break even. And he's just going to drop cash left, right, and center. Kate Cuss comes on to the bench for the Sharks. Fifi named to start you earlier to the bench. Uh, no Will Kennedy. Moylan's still there. Dogs v Tigers. Carrot Holland comes in to replace Christian Crichton. So there you go. Uh, Jake Averillo won't kick goals anymore. Cogger comes on to the bench. Meany and Tolman could be late inclusions. Tolman. No more COVID for him. For the Tigers, Eisenhoof places Twal at lock. Uh, Twal, NRL physio, got any news? Uh, he's gone three to six weeks, I believe. Tommy Talao gets his second game for the year for the injured Rob Jennings. Clark comes on for the injured Musgrove. Another cash cow that couldn't quite cash it out. And I, mm, Elijah Taylor comes on to the bench. Am I through? How many, was, how many minutes was that? I think I got Mate, that, that was that was unbelievable. I, I would clap you, but I've clapped on this podcast before, and it doesn't come across very well. But no, fantastic. And just for those that have got us on a one point five speed, let me just run through it very slowly. So best <laughs> is out with COVID protocols. Uh, Turbo Twelve and Katoa are out injured. Carrigan and Nathan Brown are both out suspended, and then Teddy is in doubt. That's the summation that I thought you were going to go, go through. No. I didn't realize you are going to go through every single team. Well, there you go. I told you anyway, two minutes. That, that, was, that, was, that was absolutely sensational, Justin. Well done. But, yes, um, complete carnage. Um, I know you were doing the TLT podcast with Lakey last night. Couldn't jump on because I was still doing the team's analysis at 9.30 uh, because there was just too much to, to break down and, and – and write about. So it's just one of those weeks. But anyway, we might just have a very quick break, JT, and then we'll come back with uh, trade time. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, it's all about the buyers and sells now for round seven. Let's jump straight into the buyers. Um, we grouped a couple of these guys up together because they're all pretty similar. Some rookies on the bubble. We've got Xavier Coates, uh, HTF, and then Fenua from uh, the Seagulls, who's moved into the, the centers this week. Uh, JT, how do you rank these guys? Coates, HTF, Funa. Yeah, it's an interesting one. You've got Coates, who's got the big matchup this week against the Titans. Little, uh, he's about 200K. Tabuai Fido for the Cowboys. Tough matchup and a tough run ahead. He is playing at fullback. It will probably shift to the wing, but he is bottom dollar. And Funa for Manly. Well, he was getting fed balls left, right, and center from uh, Tommy Turbo, who's gone this week. So whether he uh, still gets those attacking points, but he's another 170K bottom dollar center wing cheapy that you could be bringing in. Um, so, yeah, interesting one there. I think I can't see him on your list here, but another one you could probably add into this mix is Jake Avarillo. 
to another one a bit, uh, slightly different. He's at the 250k mark, but uh, center wing and halfback dual, and with a I think a negative break even. So it's yeah, cheapy time this week. I don't know. Um, I'm going coats. Uh, I hate it, but out of those guys, I can only bring in one. Got to trade turbo out, and I can only downgrade to one of these poor little cheapies. So I'm going coats back in a bronco. Feel dirty, but we'll see. Backing a Bronco. Well, uh, well, first time this year we can say that anyway. But, yeah, Xavier Coates has looked probably the best thing we've got over the past couple of weeks. So um, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'd go uh, Coates, HDF, and then Funa, um, ranking them. Avarillo started the season with him. He's coming on very, very well. Uh, just a couple of line breaks, tackle breaks, and 70 points last week. Was very close to a runaway try, which would have had him tonning up. Um, so... Uh, that would have been lovely. But anyway, yeah, I agree. 250K, he um, is still very much at a price that you can bring him in, in so an option there. Uh, for the the turbo guys that need to to make a move, uh, I think you and I are both, both bringing in Kalen Ponga. He, he looks like a very obvious replacement, particularly for those out there that have uh, James Tedesco. And, and even if you don't have James Tedesco, then Ponga probably tips him this week given the the uh, the injury risk that Teddy does have, and then also his his break even is going to creep right up there to about 150 next week, which should see his price um, decrease depending on what happens this week against the Dragons. But what are your thoughts on Ponga? Yeah, I mean it, it seems a bit of a no brainer. Um, Turbo's just gone, and we were talking these guys up as the the big three that you want to get at least two of. Well, you can only get two of, but um, yeah. If that's the case, it's a very easy trade. I don't think you need to overthink it too much. Um, Saponga already is, what, 34% owned. So he's got a very easy matchup this week. If he goes large, you've missed the boat there. I think, yeah, just just bite the bullet and, and go down to him. If you didn't have him, I don't, I don't know what other combination you might be running, maybe a, a Teddy and a, a Pappenhausen perhaps, then yeah, you just find the cash to, to move Pap, don't you? Like this week's the, the week to bring in Ponga. Yeah, it is. I mean, the, the the funny thing about that, and, and we've got him coming up in a cell, is that I think that if you've held Pappenhusen this long, then you've got to keep him for this week. He comes up against the Warriors, and um, they just seem completely distraught with the sacking of the coach, and who knows what's going to happen there. They might turn up, and it might be just an amazing performance, but I just have a feeling that they're just going to completely dismantle, and, and the guys like Munster... Um, Smith and Pappenhusen are just going to have a field day, but um, we'll come on to that soon. Next guy on our list is Daniel Saifidi, which is he's just having an incredible game, you know, incredible season. Only scored under 60 once um, this year. So he's really producing what we saw Clemmer do last year. He's definitely joined Clemmer as the the gun prop in Supercoach at the Knights. Uh, break even of 19, so it's a really good time to bring him in if you believe in him uh, this week, particularly with the injuries that we do have in the front row. What are your thoughts, JT? Yeah, he's, I don't know, he's just come sort of out of nowhere. If you look at some of his minutes, he played that in that Penrith game where all the injuries struck the Knights. He got 68 minutes, and then after that, he's floated between sort of 53 and 57, which is pretty handy. It's more than what Dave Clemmer gets. Um, he's, in that time, he's only scored two tries this season, so it's not like he's been artificially inflated a lot of the time. I think he's just, yeah, finding some rare form and, and 550k, uh, based on some of the options we've got there at the moment, which is which is not a lot, then, yeah, I mean, it's, you've sort of missed out. He's, he's made 170 grand this year, so you're getting him at, at top dollar, but it looks like he's got room to grow. 
Oh, yeah, but I don't think that's that much of an issue. It's still pretty cheap. If you, Someone who's not on this list, but we should just raise at the same point as Fodawaka from the Titans. I mean, it's the same thing, right? You've missed that initial price rise, but that's an, that's like the ego segment. That's a call. You just go, suck it up. You've missed that 100K, but it, it's still cheap. It's no no different to guys getting on um, on Yao when he was, um, you know, had, was 500K and they missed that first 100K price rise. Who cares? He's still underpriced. So get on now, I'd say. Um, from the eye test, he looks bloody good. Well, I watched, obviously, with the Broncos playing the Knights last week, watched it really closely. Not only is he performing in a Supercoach perspective, but in the real-life perspective as well, he just is killing it, um, and he's, he's scary. Definitely bound for Origin again this year. So he's one that I'd be um, adding to my side if I didn't have too many other issues going on this weekend. Ryan Madison, uh, briefly touch over him. He's one of the most popular traded in guys too. I think he's a must, but I, I, I think he's kind of a luxury trade this week. He's got a break even of 61. There's heaps of issues in our front row. There's also heaps of issues at fullback. I, I don't understand how people are bringing him in over a few of those other um, situations we've got, um, but he's someone we certainly need to get into our side soon, hey, Just Yeah, that's fair call that you mentioned. It's a luxury trade. So I was, I've been eyeing this one off for weeks and weeks and it just hasn't been the right time. I've got to put other fires out or bring cheapies in and that kind of thing. So that's, again, the case for me this week. So I guess those people might not own Turbo, so they don't need to make that urgent sort of sell for him. And Matto is just he's a guy you're going to get in there eventually. Maybe it's just the right week for them. But I guess his price isn't really going anywhere. So that's that's one good thing. Even though he's he's pumping out nineties, and and this week is a really important week to um to bank some points. Given the lack of depth we've all got, I think most of us are going to be running with you know eighteen to twenty twenty one starters this week, which is yeah not ideal. So if you if you're chasing points over maybe a foregoing one of these cheapies and and just locking Matto in for for his game, it is against the Raiders who have got a pretty tough forward pack of their own. But, um, yeah, we've just seen this year Matto doesn't care what opposition he's facing. He's uh, been absolutely killing it. So, yeah, like for me, he's, he's a guy at some stage over the next couple of weeks. B of 61, so you'll get to 700. Yeah, he, but. He, he's absolutely fixed to proof as what he proved last week. He's having a stellar season and a guy you need in sooner. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very similar to you, just struggling to fit him into those one or two trades. I, I'm really annoyed at myself I didn't. Bring him in that Super Tray week, to be honest. Uh, Cameron Munster, a player that I let go during Super Tray week, just sums up my season really for drink water, um, which was a pretty popular trade, I must say. But um, yeah, the, the new um, the new rules have really suited Munster, and he's been flying. And last weekend was was no uh, no difference. Plays the Warriors this week could go 150, and then I'll be crying. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a brutal watch for you. But, you know, Munster, he does have these matchups and we think he's going to go large and then, I don't know, it just goes through Cam Smith or maybe it'll go through Ryan Pappenhausen, as we've said this week. Um, but for me, it looks like his running game's finally getting back to where it was last year and where he was hitting a lot of these high-scoring games. At the start of the year, he was just yeah, a bit flat, a bit passive, still getting the 40s and whatever. But, yeah, this is a matchup he should be tonning up in. So, yeah, if, you, if you've still got him, you're doing well. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Who you, who'd be, would you be trading out for him? So he's locked into that 5-8 spot, no fullback duel this year, which would have made it an interesting play this week to bring him in for turbo. But, um, yeah, at 5-8, I guess you're getting rid of, I don't know, drink water, maybe cash. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah, no, drink water would be the one. Or I would put drink water into fullback and trade Dufty to, to him. So Dufty's probably going to make way for Munster next week. Can't quite do it. Um, this week is, is Dufty's got that 50 to 60k still to make I need the cash so uh, I'll probably do that trade 
next week. Uh, moving on to Latrell Mitchell, uh, break even 30, played well the last couple of weeks, but is it too late to jump on? No, I don't think so. I mean, he's a... Thankfully, we can put him in our centre wing and, and lock him in there. But we've seen where his price goes in this game and you know, he looks to be getting pretty much back to where we expected of him uh, based on his form last year. Settling into that fullback spot took a bit of time. But um, no, I think he's found his spot there. Rabbitohs seem on the up. So now's as good time as any. Yeah, they've got the Bulldogs um, just around the corner as well. And I think they play your boys as well pretty the next couple of weeks. I might be wrong. Um, but, yeah, so he's got a couple of good matchups ahead as well. James Desco was spoken through. Look, I, I think it's personally too risky. He's going to be hit and miss throughout the week, whether he's playing. At least we'll know it's the third game of the week. Um, listen, his BE could be over 150 um, next round, and then it's going to be 120 the week after. So um, he's unlikely to be the million-dollar man that we thought he was going to be and should come back down to the pack um, to make him quite... Um, quite an achievable target, I'd say. Um, so I'd probably be not going him um, with Ponga, the the definite option. And if you do have already have Ponga, then I'm probably uh, and you're looking to trade out Turbo. That's an interesting one. What would you do there, JT? No, I mean, I don't mind it, but you have to make that trade literally as soon as the final teams are out because right up until uh, what is going to be six or seven o'clock on Friday night, you're not going to know whether Teddy's actually playing or not. So it's a very risky trade if you're going early and you lock yourself in there. So reverse that trade and make sure you're waiting. I don't mind it because like he's you know, break even at 56, so he's going to make some cash. But then, as you said, he's going to fall off a cliff. Like, do you look at him in a couple of weeks and fix some other areas in your side? Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's a very risky one at this stage of the week. Well, it's an, so if he's passed all protocols and it's locked into for him to play. Um, would you pick him over a Ponga if you didn't have either this week? Given that, given that, well, obviously Ponga's coming up against you boys, but um, Teddy's got an extremely favourable ca- uh, matchup as well against the Dragons. So, which way would you lean? It's almost flip of the coin sort of thing, but um, I don't know. Ponga's got the afternoon game, so especially up in towns, it'll be quite dry. So, opens him up for a lot of attacking stats over a, a Teddy. Might be a wet old time of it out in Sydney on a Friday night. So, I don't know. Just wet old basis. time of it. It's a bit early for those kind of jokes. <laughs> it is very early. 750. Um, well, I mean, the interesting thing about Ponga to, to think about too, I think he averages 85 points per game against the Cowboys as well. So, of course he um, does. It's all shaping up to be a Ponga Fest on, on Saturday, which would be great. The last guy on our list before we get to some of our um, other notable uh, buyers we want to talk about is Harry Grant. So still plenty of cash to be made there, break even negative three. So if you don't own him, um, I'd be definitely making that move this week still. Uh, he's another one on the ego list where you, just, you probably made a, a wrong decision over the last week or two, but now it's time to jump on. Um, he looks like a um, potential keeper for our hooking position, which will make things... Um, really easy as we move the season. Let's move on to some of our other notable picks. I'll start with um, Tessie New. Uh, we think that's how it's pronounced, but I'm sure people will correct us. Um, gets to start at fullback versus the Titans this week. I thought that was going to be Asako. It's not. It's it's going to be New. Look, I've seen him at training, and he this kid um, has been ripping the first to shreds. Um, not that that's saying much about the Broncos, <laughs> but just... He, um, I'm thinking tackle breaks. I'm thinking line breaks. I'm thinking tries. I, I just can see this guy. He's got super coach points that are going to fall out of his buttocks. I think uh, he's just that kind of player. Every single run he'll make, I, I'm suggesting that he'll probably at least get a tackle break. It, kind of like a bit of a ponger kind of thing. He's super quick. 
really elusive. Um, and I just think that um, he's got plenty of points to in him to generate. Um, and, and the good thing is as well, he's not in there because of injury. He's in there because of form. Um, I can't see Seabold dropping him after one week. I just, it would be uh, all the the talk that he's gone about about not bringing in Dearden because he doesn't want to um, basically ruin him. I can't see them bringing in a, another young kid just for one week. Um, Isako's been out of form since the first two rounds, would have been dropped uh, this week had it not been for Pakes' injury. Um, so he's managed to stay onto the benches and I think he'll come on as a, a hooking option for Isaac Luke when he goes off. But um, forget about rounds his first two games, I think he's got a break-even of 45, an average of 7.5, but that doesn't matter. He was coming off the bench. I'm picking him this week, and I think he'll um, he'll prove to be one of the better, if not the best, rookie scorer this week. And um, he's up against a side that has averaged close to 70 points uh, to fullbacks this year. Uh, brought Dufty in for that reason last week, and I'll be bringing you in again, chasing points. What are your thoughts, JT? Yeah, it's an interesting one, mate, for, for a couple of those reasons. I guess he's the brand-new rookie. We've never seen him at fullback in NRL, so always a, a question mark on how they turn that training form into NRL form. But, um, yeah, that means you're foregoing the likes of Coates, HTF, um, who else, Funa. So it's a lot of a lot of faith being shown in the young kid. Obviously, you've been around a lot of those training sessions, hiding in the bushes there, so you'd know better than any of us. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a risky one because, as you said, it's basically a free hit with a break even of forty five. Um, you're just sort of banking that the Broncos are going to roll the Titans here, and yeah, I'm not so sure that'll be the case. But I mean, after that, you've got the Warriors and the Bulldogs, so. It's as good a time as any for him to, to show he belongs here. So I don't mind well, it. It's yeah. all for you. Anyway, I think it's probably worth the not to dig in or whatever, but you're ranking. Um, so the more you go for the pods, the more of a chance you have to climb the ladder if they go large. So I don't know. I don't mind it for you. Yeah, look, I would, I would have um, Coates and New as a clear number one and two rookie options this week. And, and then New gets it over, uh, over Coates because of the price differential. I think he's about 40K cheaper. Um, and I need that that cash for some upcoming ch- trades that I'm looking looking to make. So um, I probably don't need any more cheapies. So I've got um, quite a few still in my side that are cranking out cash. Um, so I'm pretty good there. So, yeah, that's the way I'm going to go. Let's jump on to a guy that you've picked, Will Hopoate, who's um, playing extremely well at the Bulldogs since moving to fullback. Yeah, it's really opened up so much more in his game than he was ever getting it at uh, centre. So I've talked about him a fair bit uh, the last couple of weeks as well. Again, another guy like Madison, I've just kept saying, yeah, I'll get him a little later. I'll get him a little later. Uh, he's 498K this week, so still relatively in range, break even to 42. So again, he's not really skyrocketing because he hasn't had a, a massive game. But yeah, three-round average of 69, well, um, yeah, he's just going from strength to strength. You looked at his Roosters game, we thought there was nothing going for the Bulldogs there, and he still pulled out a, a 56, um, setting up a try. And, yeah, he's just so heavily involved at the back as well, forming a pretty good combination with Avarillo, which uh, is good to see for Dogs fans. They don't often have a lot of uh, lot of attacking weapons out there. But, yeah, Hopper for mine looks um, pretty safe bet in your centre wing, at least in the form he's in at the moment, and a, a pretty cheap price. So next week possibly or the week after. Yeah, he's not going anywhere, which is good. But, yeah, I, I want to get him in as much as it's – yeah. Always a, a rough play bringing in a, a bulldog or even a dragon this year. Um, I think Will Hopawati's a class above. Yeah, I, I'd say he's clearly their best player again. Last week he was fantastic. So um, him and Avarillo are um, 
they're shining sparks in that back row um, with, amongst the, a bunch of pretty average players. Um, even Adam Elliott's been quite good this year too. Um, next player I just wanted to, to bring people's attention is Delhi Cherry Evans, who has had a pretty average year this year, and that's seen his price tumble from opening. I think it's down to around about 440K at the moment, uh, but we'll just confirm that. Now, ordinarily, I'd, I'd probably say no, um, particularly he doesn't have the goal kicking with Ruben Garrett kicking, but um, without Turbo last year in five games, and I'm excluding the one that Turbo only played, so that DCE only played 31 minutes, he averaged 70 points there, DCE. So we'll take on a lot more of the attacking duties, and I, I can see that um, you know he's going to have a bit of a, a, a spurt in his output over the at least the next month and a, and a bit. So if you're desperate for a halfback and you can't quite afford Cleary, um, or you're looking to trade out a Luai or something like that and, and go for a bit of a pot, pot option, I don't think that DCE is the worst shout. Um, they don't have the easiest run of fixtures, um, ahead, but I, I still think that the DCA will have some pretty good games nonetheless. Yeah, probably not a buy this week uh, unless you're going through the pod route. Eight, break even of 81. And as you said, he's in historically done pretty well without Turbo, but we'll just be interested to see how he goes with this manly pack that's um, been hit a little bit by injury to power. Is, is probably a little underdone as well. So Cherry Evans plays off the back of those sort of guys. So he's got scores of 24, 37, and 18 this year. So when he's not involved, he's really not involved. So I'd be uh, watching him this week, but 460K, he'll probably drop to that 450, 440 uh, if he has another 60-ish game. But yeah, I like it. I don't, I don't mind it, especially in that halfback position. Moses isn't setting the world on fire. Clear he's you know, had a down game and a good game. So no one's really locked on in that spot, I wouldn't say. No, but um, my buy of the week next week will definitely be Nathan Cleary. Um, I think for that, if you have a look at the running games that he has, he comes up, he, the fixture really opens up for the Panthers and and uh, break even of 104 this week. So from next week onwards, personally, uh, apart from anybody else, I'm bringing in Nathan Cleary next week or the week after. I think he plays the Tigers next week and then maybe your boys the week after. I think it's just Operation Get Cleary for the, the non-owners. It's almost like before... Um, Teddy played the Bulldogs. I think you just need to get uh, Cleary. So I, I can see him going, turning up a couple of times, maybe even getting 150 over a period of about five weeks. So that's the next big target for me. Um, the next one is, oh, how about you just, you brought up a, a really interesting player last night, um, Martin Tapao, just before we move on, move away from the Sea Eagles. Um, he, he shapes as a pretty good buy maybe next week. Yeah, possibly the week after. I've got to credit Lakey for that one because he brought him up um, saying he was one he's keeping his eye on. So, yeah, he was out with that thumb injury after about five minutes against you guys the other week. I uh, got like a five or something like that at 10. So that'll uh, keep in his rolling average for the next couple of weeks. But, yeah, he's 487K, 84K down on his starting price and got a break even of 116, which will be high again next week. So if he drops, he's going to drop to near that, well, maybe not 400K mark, but very, very cheap for a guy of his caliber there. Um, this year he's had a middling sort of start to the year. He had a couple of 60s in the, the first couple of rounds and ever since he's come back, uh, form is a little bit down. But, um, yeah, we know what he can do in this game and had a pretty cut price option there. Uh, definitely one to watch. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a shame that Carrigan's not playing because he, if he had kept chugging along and increasing that price, it could have almost been a downgrade yep. from Carrigan. No, would have been. Power, which, um, and it probably still could be. So um, I think Carrigan misses one week, does he, or is it two? Uh, I think it's the one. Didn't want to risk it. Right. So 
so he'll come back, give us the one more price rise, um, and then I think a trade from Carrigan to um, to, to Powell, or even uh, Rudolph to, to Powell makes a lot of sense. Um, and then you could, I mean, I, personally, I, I think you could, if you ran with a, a front row forward combination of Tapao, um, Carrigan and Haas, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think Carrigan's um, punching out, what, 60 to 65s. You don't really need to upgrade from that front row forward. I think that's fine. What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm the same there. I've actually got Carrigan in second row and I've got Corey Horsburgh up in, in the front row rotation. He's been banging out a few 60s lately, which has been handy. So, yeah, I mean, they're not the guys you probably finish the year with, but for now when we've got so many other fires, you, you're going to take that in your in your front row. Um, Tanua Brown, another one that could probably fatten to where he's likely to peak in the coming weeks, so break even at 42. So there's a few guys there, probably Tanua Brown over – You'd sell him over Carrigan, I guess, when Carrigan's back based on current price and break-even and that sort of thing. Okay, the last guy on the list here really quickly is Sean Johnson. So he was definitely a fantastic buy last week, but um, still has, after this Manly game, has um, a couple of really, really good fixtures ahead. Um, He's still cheap, um, I think, around about that 500K um, and a break-even of 30. So if you don't have him um, and you can get on him, now's the week. Otherwise, um, next week before he plays the Titans is when you should be. I'll be looking to, to upgrade Luai to him next week for one or two weeks to get me through that period. Uh, okay, let's move on to the cells, JT. Let's just cover off the guys that are um, dead, basically. So Turbo and 12, they're going to miss uh, multiple weeks. So if you own them, you're definitely selling. You don't need to spend too much time on them. We've spoken about who you can bring in instead um stags interesting there he could be back next week and would then take on the goal kicking if you still own him would you be holding or just moving him on if you've held him for this long you might as well keep him they've got a pretty handy run coming up and based on that you've traded out other options uh to bank some cash so if you've still got stags you're keeping him Uh, he's been gone what a couple of weeks now i think he was almost due back this week or not due back but could have been back this week was some of the talk so with that Warriors game next week if you'd imagine he might be right for that one look I'd be shocked if he came back the hamstring injury just is not something you want to rush um so yeah I I, I don't know um I'm a bit filthy too but I'd be angry as the Broncos fan if they rushed him back and then he pings it straight away so let's just see next on the list is um Carrigan um He's back next week. Look, I think that he's producing good enough just to just sit on the bench and have a spell this week for us. I don't think we need to to rush out and trade him. He's still got a low break even, uh, more cash to earn, and he's also pumping out points, which I'm putting him into like a similar, similar category as a Jai Arrow. He's definitely the least of my worries. Yep. If I can trade him out to a gun at some point in time, happy days. But um, if I can't, then it, I've got far other worse things to, to worry about. I mean, my current 5-8 position is drink water and... And Luai, and then I still don't have Teddy, so or Madison. So they're the the areas that I'm targeting, and there's probably a lot of people out there that are in a similar boat. So Carrigan to just stay there for mine. Um, however, what, I'm going to have to run Rudolph this week. I, I don't have a, an option with that. If if you're in the same boat as me, would you look to upgrade Carrigan to someone? And I'll tell you why I can't do it. But if you did have the cash, would you would you do it this week? Uh, I can't do it because I, if I did, I'd be you know missing out on a ponga. And I've also got Ben Hampton in my centre wing who needs to go. He got two off the bench last week, which was a disaster. So he's just going to drop 
you know, a shit ton of cash if I don't get rid of him. So unfortunately, it's centre wing and fullback for me. I can't even look at forwards this week. So no, I'm, I'm playing Tanua Brown, and if Teddy's out, I'm going to be playing uh, Rudolph as well, which a lot of people will be. So yeah, uh, I would, as much as I would love to target points this week over over cash, I just can't do it. Yeah, that's the exact same reason. So I need the cash generation of um, degrading Asako to new. Uh, Asako is also going to just keep dropping cash coming off the bench. He's not going to score too many points. And we saw how badly he was at or how ineffective he is in Supercoach at, at hooker. Um, if he plays there for 20 minutes, then he's probably going to score 10 points, I'd say. Um, so If he comes out <laughs> and someone... scores two tries, God, that's going to be gold. That'll sum up your well, year, you mate. Know, no, what? Yeah, whatever. I don't care. It's, it's, I don't care. It's the same as you know what. If 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 Anthony Milford comes out and scores a hat trick this week or has an absolute blinder, he's been in my my trade plans all year. Penciled him for this round. That price has been falling, but cannot pick that guy on form. Um, so you know, if those two guys come out and have a cracking week, so be it. Yep. I'm happy to. I'm happy just to watch that. Uh, to have zero trust in there that that's going to happen. So. Uh, uh, yeah, happy. So I, I need to play Rudolph this week as as well. Unfortunately, for the I need the cash generation in other areas. But you know, Rudolph's been cracking forties off the bench, and I think that if we get that, that's that's fine. Yeah, um, a lot of other people are in the same boat. Isako was spoken through trading him out. Um, he'll get dumped out of the side next week if Pakes is back. The next guy on the list is um, an interesting one, and Pappenhus. And I, I would just say that if you've if you've held him this long, play him against the Warriors. He could turn up this week, and, and you'd be spewing if you held him this long. Um, I'm not sure what his break even is, but if ninety eight, ninety eight. So if you've held him this long, um, I would just just hold him. Yeah, I guess so. You never know. He could um, could turn up against that Warriors side. We don't know what who's going to turn out on that park there. But um, yeah, I think you're probably blessed a little bit there. You don't need to rush and get the you know the Ponga Teddy combination as as good as it would be um, if you've got other to put out or maybe you can target points this week over um over cash and, and that sort of thing um so yeah i don't know I don't, I don't mind it but i can understand why people are, are trading him out he's, he's got to go based on his form this this year uh one good game's not going to cut it yeah he's definitely got to go i just think that this is the round um where you can possibly hold him and then i think they've got another i think they've got the roosters next week so get him out um that round, uh, and that's also what I'm thinking about uh, with with Munster. I'm just going to confirm that that's their their upcoming draw. I'm, I'm pretty sure that it is, but yeah, obviously Munster is um, pretty draw proof or fixture proof. I think so. Just have a look at Melbourne. Yeah, they've got they've got a tough bit of a run. They've actually got the Roosters and then they got the Raiders, uh, but then they play the t- the Titans straight after that. So um, for for Paps, I think you've got to get him out. Um, next round but this week I'd probably just hold him and he's a cheeky little VC option uh, or captain option um, no VC option Friday the, the first game of the Friday night not the worst shout in the world I don't think um, our last guy here is uh, Katoa so he's going to miss with an ankle injury I don't think that's that serious JT he might be missing just the, the one game, is that correct? Yeah, he made it back onto the park last week, which was interesting. So, obviously, just a, maybe a precaution monitoring that there, but it didn't seem too bad. Obviously, it was hampering him, so I can get the week maybe. But, yeah, hopefully, it doesn't turn into a long-term thing, but I haven't heard anything about it. So, hopefully, just the one. And, and look, I'll be holding him. Next week, they've got the Broncos and the Titans and the Sharks. So, that's a nice run of fixtures for him to score a couple of tries. 
Uh, so someone that I'll be holding on to, plenty more cash to, to generate and to, to get out. Another guy that I'm not trading out um, this round, and I think a few are, is uh, Luciano Leilua. Um, they've got um, a really, really nice game this week against the Bulldogs. So um, he's a definite play. Um, I think they've actually, the Bulldogs have conceded the most amount of points to, to edge forwards this year. So um, I'd be holding him for one more week. Um and then the last guy that had on the list here as our other notables, JT, is a guy that you raised um, previously who's really disappointed this year from Supercoach's perspective, but that's Mitchell Moses. Um, so he's going to be under 500K soon with a break even over 100. Um, he's just he's playing really well in real life, but that's just not translating into Supercoach. Yeah, I mean, he's, I've had in my mind that he's gone pretty terribly at, since COVID returned, but he has been getting like 50s and I think even 160. Uh, with the goal kicking, that's inflating in a, f- a fair bit. But last week he was just passive. And that's always the worry with Moses. That he just doesn't close the game out for them and doesn't take the reins. If anything, like Dylan Brown looked more aggressive and more of a you know attacking linchpin there. But uh, Moses does have the Cowboys next week, which down at Bank West as well, which is a handy old draw. But then after that, it... Now he's got the Knights, he's got Manly, uh, he's got the Tigers. So, I mean, not the toughest of opposition, but, yeah, based on what we've seen so far, he needs the Titans. Um, he needs that Cowboys game next week, unfortunately, to uh, to bump him back into form because he seems to be a confidence player. But, no, I mean, I don't mind the, the move to uh, Cherry Evans or something like that if he goes pretty well this week. So, yeah, Moses is at this stage for me is my Jaira, so he's a, he's a luxury trade-out. Yeah, look, I, I remember, um, I think yesterday I was saying uh, that you don't need both him and Cleary and you can just pick one and, and just almost enough that second halfback spot. But just having a look at the, the Eels uh, run home, they've their draw after the the Manly game does open up a bit. Um, so, well, actually, after after the, um, the Canberra game um, this week, it opens up a bit. So you've got the Cowboys, Newcastle, Manly, Tigers, Bulldogs, Sharks, and St. George all in a row. So that's uh, that's potentially where we could see Moses uh, perform. So more that I'm thinking of, I'll probably hold uh, Moses, I think, and, and use Avarillo as my um, dual position player and maybe trade out a, a Lomax or something to, to bring in Cleary. Probably the option that, that I'll end up um, running with. Um, okay, that's it for trades. I don't, is there anybody else there that you wanted to add before we're going to roll into our plays of the week and then um, and then close out the podcast? No, that's it, mate. Let's go. All right, plays of the week. So let's let's run through our trades, captains, and best bets. JT, what are your trades for the week? All right, so I've gone uh, Ponga out. Sorry, sorry to see the back of me. Ponga in, and uh, did I say Ponga Turbo out? <laughs> Ponga in. I don't know what I said there, and captain. So I always like doing the old uh, whoever you're trading in a gun and you, you throw the C on him, show a bit of faith, um, as well as getting rid of Ben Hampton and going Xavier Coates. So nothing too exciting there, but um, yeah, a couple of moves I feel like I had to make. And then your captain is, is Ponga, yep. not flirting with a VC? No, I've got the VC on Cleary at this stage. We'll see how he goes. Nice one. Okay. So, yeah, my trades for the week will be Turbo to Ponga and then I'll be going um, Izako down to um, to Tessie New and that'll free up a, a bit of cash for some moves over the next couple of weeks. Um, look, I, I think this is the one week um, and this is almost resembling a bye week for me that we can uh, ha- flirt around with the, the VC option. Um, so, if you think about most of our sides, we're, we're pretty going to be almost got 
17 to 18 players to pick from this week due to all the injuries. Um, and so what that means to me is, and as long as you don't have an absolute stinker of a, an AE issue there, and I don't think I do in my side at the moment, I'll probably be running with a VC on Ponga uh, because I'm, there's probably three players that I'm picking between for that final reserve spot, um, including the likes of an Avarillo, a Luai, uh, and also a Hopawade. Hopawade should get about 25 off the bench. Um, hopefully, I'd say, and and um, I think it's it's not a bad week to use the VC just in case Ponga does stink up on the the Saturday or anything does happen. It's a bit of a pod play because he's going to be a pretty popular captain. Um, I'm I'm pretty keen to put the captain on um, David Nofaluma up against the Bulldogs left edge on Sunday. Uh, we've seen what's happened there. Katoa scored a hat trick last week, and then uh, Brett Morris just went bananas the week before as well. So I, I'm pretty keen on on Nofaluma to have a Nofaluma to have a, a huge week this weekend once again. So uh, I feel that if if I put the VC on Ponga, then uh, at least I know that that uh, I've got Nofo that should score pretty well. But we'll see what happens. And then if Ponga goes huge, I'll just do whatever I can to the VC loop him in. Um, what are you, what something we're going to do on the podcast from now on, as we said, is our our best bet of the week, and we're going to do a long shot and also our best bet. JT, what's your best in your long shot? <laughs> you go first, mate. I can't find one. <laughs> <laughs> but my best of the week is uh, the Eels to beat the Raiders at the line, so they're paying a uh, dollar ninety for negative two point five, or giving the Raiders a two point five start. I, I think that. Uh, the Eels proved last week and that they're clearly um, in the top two sides. And the Raiders um, look really shaky against an understrength manly side. And they just, they're, they're kind of producing what we've historically seen from the Raiders under a Ricky Stewart, where they have one year on and one year off. Uh, I think they've got a bit to work on there. So I'm comfortable that the Eels would cover. And that's my best bet of the week. Long shot. Uh, and I'll talk through this one a little bit, but I'm going with uh, an all in multi. Which is um, David Nofalomo and Nofalomo, uh, Avarillo, and also Tessie New for any time try scorer, uh, multi them all together, and that's twenty bucks. Uh, I mean, Nofo is coming up against uh, uh, Bulldogs left edge. You've got Avarillo uh, coming up against Joey Leilua, um, and then I've got Tessie New coming up against the Titans, and and uh, as we saw last week with Dufty. Uh, you know, you just got to pick these these uh, these fullbacks against the Titans, and I think you can score a try. So that's paying twenty dollars, and I think that's great value. JT, what have you got? Yeah, so my best bet, mate, cows at the line, seven and a half start. They're giving them. Why do you do this? No, so they're playing at home. They basically can't get off the plane. They've got to go all in. in- <laughs> One day they travel down to Sydney and then take a bus out. Um, it's just horrible setup for them. So this week they're at home. The Knights, I'm just looking now, I don't think they've travelled outside of New South Wales all year, or at least not since uh, the resumption of the season yet. So this is their first little road trip. Um, yeah, I don't I think they're going to be struggling as well. It's 3 p.m. games. So I think they're flying up on the day as well. So be a little underdone after I've just talked up Ponga as a captain option. But, um, yeah, I don't mind us. I think we'll make it a little closer than people thought, and it can't possibly go worse than last week. Um, I think that's paying about two bucks. For the best or the long shot, I've got a, like with you, a little multi here. Sharks and Tigers 1 to 12 into Lucy Leilua and Sione Katoa anytime try scorers. So that's paying about 75 bucks. So I don't mind that. Only four legs. I don't know, mate. You got to stop doing this to yourself. Yep. 
We're back. We're back, baby. Yeah. Surely you just gotta you just gotta do you just gotta do what I do and just back any side that's playing the side that you're going up against, and it makes you feel a little bit better when they uh, inevitably lose uh, or get belted. So um, I think you need to to maybe do that just to soften the blow because I know you do take those losses pretty hard. You go missing for about twenty four hours, and we're just like, as hope JT's all right, and then he just appears. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, now that you got to start putting money on your side as well, this is a recipe for disaster. No, it's a sure thing, mate. I've called it. We'll see who's uh, standing where when we come back next week. All right. Well, that is it for this week's SC report. JT, just because you're a big Cowboys fan, can you, can you take us out with a bit of Life of the Outpost at all? Do you want the whole song? Because I can do the whole song, even just that intro. The whole song, please. <laughs> Give your love to a cowboy man. He's going to love you hard as a can-can. John. Come on, sing along. I'm just loving it. Enjoy it. Bye-bye.